This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence. I'm here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And we're going to talk today about something good. (laughs) (laughs) Anything particular that's going to be good? Yeah, I got this question. Okay, here it goes. All right. Does God have a plan for our lives? As in the idea of predestination. So does God have a detailed plan worked out and you are basically just following God's plan and it's all going to happen the way God wanted it to before it happened? Yeah, now that's the that's the front end of the question. Okay. Or the foundation of the question. So we ha- we are co-creators of our own reality. That's the way the term goes. And I get that and I like that. I think that's real. But what are we co-creating? You know what I mean? Are we, do we have the idea and God is getting in it with us? Or does God have a plan? And if God has a plan, then I don't see how we can be co-creators. We could just follow through, which doesn't feel very good. Um, okay. You know, like, what's the point in thinking and whatever, so you'd like be a puppet. So anyway, I'm bringing you the question so that you can just clear up this concept. All right. So you've been asking me questions long enough that you know that probably what I'm going to do is wind back to the beginning and answer your question, not from where we're sitting in the online studio now, but back to, I don't know, the Big Bang, or in the beginning, there was darkness and void. Because in the beginning, there was only the one. There was only that one infinite intelligence, that one divine love, that one fount of limitless um, energy and substance. And bang, started sharing itself and evolving and unfolding and eventuating. And everything that exists now is that one continuing to unfold, continuing to reveal itself. And that everything includes us. And that actually is the first two steps of the practical prayers, to to turn our attention to the one, to turn our awareness to the divine, and then acknowledge that because the divine created everything, the divine created each of us. And to whatever extent that I have consciousness, to whatever extent that I have free will, it is that the divine sharing itself through me as that presence and free will. So if God has a plan for me, The plan is 
first of all, it's obvious that I'm supposed to be part of creation because here I am part of creation. So that's definitely part of God's plan. And if I have a free choice that I can make, then that's part of God's plan too. And if there is something that absolutely positively needs to happen, then it'll happen. And it will happen through me or through someone else or through some other means or mechanism. But I don't personally believe that God has any particular horse in the race. God's plan is for us to be here. That's it. Or God's plan is for it to be possible for us to be here. And what happens beyond that is up to us. Did I have to be born when I was in 1959? Well, in order to be me, yeah. If it hadn't happened, something else would have happened. It once again would have been God's love unfolding as its creation. So the answer to your question is yes and no. <laughs> I hope this has been helpful. <laughs> I'm with you so far. Until you said yes and no. Okay, go ahead. Well, God has a plan, but the plan is so much less nuanced than, you know, there's a, there, then there's a script for your life. There's not a script for your life. There is the fact that you're here. That's the plan. And that you get to make the choices and, and work through the process. So keep in mind that God is infinite. This is a, this is a pretty big universe that we live in. Just, just the planet that we're on has divvied itself up into countries because we can't have somebody who's running the whole thing. And even in the countries, there's people who are arguing and have different opinions and disagreements. And that's fine because that's the way it works. But if there's this infinite intelligence that creates everything, and we've got seven, eight billion souls on this planet all at one time having different opinions, who's going to script that? If you mm -hmm. were in charge of that, you'd delegate. Mm -hmm. And eventually mm -hmm. it's going to be delegated down to your country, to your city, to your village, to your family, and then to you. And there's free choice all along the way. And there's stuff that if you wanted to do, you would get so much pushback from your family or from your neighbors that it'd stop. It would stop? It would stop. I'm thinking about if you wanted to dump toxic waste in your yard, people around you would make you stop. Hmm. There are families that do interventions because somebody is addicted or behaving improperly or whatever, and the people who are close to them say, enough. Or we have laws and police because we need everybody to go through the traffic lights when they're green and not when they're red. And those are agreements that we make as we're living together. And if somebody is driving recklessly and endangering themselves and other people, there are other folks in society to make them stop. Is it God's plan that you get pulled over by the police? No. Is it God's plan that you're going to drive recklessly? No. Is it God's plan that you're going to drive responsibly? No. You're free to choose, and then there are the consequences and the results of your choices. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not where you thought this was going to go? I had no idea. Uh, I really didn't, because I, I come in on the side of co-creating, and I refuse to think of anything else. However, the question still remains, so I thought I would get your wisdom on that. Uh, there's a scripture in Jeremiah that, said, that says that God has a plan for your life. But here's the other thing, though. It's how you interpret the word plan. Yeah. You know, because people will think, okay, or, or people say things like, you know, the plan for your life is to be this, this, and this. 
And that's how we think of plan. And I'll be honest, that's kind of how I thought about it. That's why I wrestled with it for so much, because I thought of it that way. I always have a plan. This is me personally, Carol. Mm -hmm. Carol always has a plan. I don't care what it is. And there is a margin of error that I allow. And then I got to back up. So, <laughs> and then you change the plan. That, yeah, you change, you know. The, but then, the, I'm, but then it's a different plan. It's a, but I'm never without something, right? That's just I've been that way since I was a little girl. However, so when you think of plan, you know, I think of God. I have a plan. Okay, so this is how God has a plan. Da 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 da. And and it clashes with the idea of free will and the idea of being. A co-creator, it just doesn't mesh. So I needed you to help me clear that up. You know, because okay. I can go on my life with what I believe, but then there's sometimes you know you're in a position where you want to handle the conflict and see see in an intelligent way. So you're giving me tools to do that. Thank you. Okay. For me, it comes down to how detailed is the plan going to be? Because even in your own plan, and you were just talking about this yourself, when things are not working out according to the plan you change the plan mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. adjust the plan and you you ad lib you make it move on the fly it's not like the plan was written down once at the beginning of your life and it needs to go the way that you had the plan work right okay right. why would you think that god's plan would be any different i i don't there's an assumption I'm... that god is infinite so god has created 14.2 billion years ago god created a detailed plan that includes every element every second every moment every activity in your life and you have to work the script when people say god has a plan for me that's what they're implying and i think that's nonsense i think god is ad-libbing and you know the other side of it is is god must be pretty bored you know (laughs) (laughs) You, you set a plan and it, everything is, go- and you talked about how many years did you talk about? That's a lot of years. That's a 14.2 billion as far as the Big Bang believers. Yeah. And listen, I am formerly a control freak. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to put an adjective formerly. in front of control freak. <laughs> and even, you know, you when you plan everything and you're controlling everything, that gets boring. You know, you want other people's opinion, a nod, yes or no, and another idea. So I, for God to have a plan for me to be this and I follow every step, I mean, I would think God would be bored. You know, you want somebody that can bring some flavor to the thing, some color to the event. Otherwise, why? What's the purpose? Yeah, it makes it makes the whole process more interesting if we don't know how it's going to come out. You know, I've played cards, I've played dice, and the thing that makes it interesting is you don't know what the cards are before they're dealt. And you don't know how to play them until you get into the middle of the process. And that's what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the same thing that's going on in creation. We're, we're simply replicating that same creative process over and over again, whether we're playing cards or writing a poem or whatever it is that we're up to. We take this, this potentiality and we engage with it and we work with it and we see what comes out. And even after somebody paints a masterpiece, it's done. And then they got to do something else. Yeah. So was God's plan for you to paint a masterpiece and then like die? 
<laughs> is, is there other stuff possible? And maybe the next one that gets painted will make the first masterpiece seem like much less of a masterpiece because the, the, the next one's really awesome. Yeah. I, I like the way you explained it. God's plan, first of all, is that we're here. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. So, and, you know, even with the pandemic, uh, and I've lost friends and colleagues. And of course, I'm I'm mourned their passing, but I'm still here. And there has to be a reason or a purpose or something, whether it's God's purpose or mine. I felt that, you know, I have to I have to move. I have to move on something. Because I'm still here. If not, I mean, if if there wasn't reason, space, whatever for me, I would be gone. You know, and mm. that and that can sound a bit judgmental, and I don't mean it to be that way at all. It's just that while you're breathing, you know, like bring life and energy and joy to the situation. Because you can't, if, if God has a plan, generally people that say that God has a plan, it's already droll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a bad, you know, I, that's why my colleagues don't speak to me anymore, because I'm just such a, a bad retired pastor. <laughs> if God has a plan, and we're claiming that God has a plan for us, then that's fine unless we're using that to let ourselves off the hook. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not responsible because this is God's plan. God wants me to be this way. God wants me to have this or not have that. And this is just my lot in life because I'm down here at the victim level, letting God push me around. But that's pretty pathetic, you know? Well, when we, when we translate what people are saying into what they actually mean, it's, yeah, it comes out that way. I said to you one time that um, I said to God, look, I know you're busy, so <laughs> I'm just going to handle this. <laughs> and I've said that over and over again throughout my life in different scenarios. And, and I laugh at it because I actually, that was my way of really believing that I had a hand in it, you know, that I could do something and that God would even step back and allow me to do it. So, I don't know. You know, I may phrase it a little bit differently, but the idea, I think, is the same. Yeah. Well, you're unique, and everyone is unique. We are all unique, mm -hmm. and what makes us unique is that there's a combination of gifts, skills, talents, nationalities, skin colors, language, intelligence, whatever it happens to be. And everybody gets mm -hmm. a different combination. So when we're talking about God's plan, perhaps God's plan was how those pieces came together for us. And then our opportunity is to identify what that combination is and then understand how best to use it, how best to share it. For example, I don't multitask well. And when I have tried putting myself into an environment that requires multitasking or paying attention to multiple things at one time, I fail miserably. And I could say, oh, I'm a horrible failure. I can't do this. I'm, I'm no good. I'm not worthy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or I could say, let me find a way to use my gifts and skills and talents in a way that I don't have to pay attention to two things at the same time. Because the part that's difficult for me is shifting my attention. 
I can dive in on something and then change focus and dive in on something else, but I can't I find it very difficult to be aware of two things going on simultaneously. So the listening audience cannot see my face right now, right? If you, you could see you my face. Because you can't believe that, no, that I, can't. I don't think I can multitask. No, because that's all you do. Like you've got a thousand <laughs> things going. So yeah, you but know, not, I know, I'm not I know doing them all at the same time. But there's only, okay, I know that's a conversation for another time, but there's only <laughs> like 24 hours in a day, and I can be moving around. See, I live in cyberspace. I'm so happy about that. And I bump into you a lot of different places. You, how you do that without multitasking, you know? But you say you don't, you don't. I don't. Well, yeah. let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk about multitasking and directing TV shows. <laughs> okay. You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one-hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. You'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b-v-light.com. That's b-v-light.com. to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, and I'm here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And um, you said something about directing TV shows. So yeah. this is going to be good. I know it. Yeah. Back in the, in the good old days when I was in high school, I went to a performing arts high school, and we had a discipline that I was involved in was film and television. And I really wanted to direct TV shows because I love the creativity and live TV shows, you know, where it's in point camera one at this guy and then point camera two at that thing and switch to one and turn the audio on and, you know, make the soundtrack go and just being the hub of all of that stuff. And I, I had a mentor who directed TV shows and he had a technical director who worked with him. And I just, I wanted to learn how to do that. I wanted to be that guy. And I went to NYU film school and I learned partway through that I suck at directing TV shows because I can't pay attention to all those things that, at the same time. I get engrossed in what's going on in the show or the performance or like watching the, what's happening on camera one and I forget to tell camera two that they need to change the shot to different one and that the technical director should get ready to switch to and like all of that. I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I went into radio. <laughs> <laughs> And even in radio, there's some things where it really helps to be able to do two things at once. And I'm really bad at it. Uh, I see your point. So there's, there's two possibilities there. I could continue to struggle because I want to do that. 
and I can say that it's God's plan for me to be struggling and be unsuccessful as a TV director. Or I can take the guidance from the experience that I'm having and say, well, I guess I need to find something different that I can be passionate about. And it turns out that there's a lot of stuff in radio that I was really good at. And there's a lot of stuff in advertising and writing and marketing that I'm really good at. And that a whole bunch of things in technology that I'm really good at. And I got this uh, New Thought ministry thing that I'm pretty good at too. And God's plan is to have this combination of gifts and skills and talents that's Bill and let me figure it out and deploy. Hmm. And, oh, by the way, the radio career wasn't a failure just because I'm not doing it anymore. Just because I'm not a zany morning show personality making fun of politicians. I was very good at that. I don't do that anymore. No, in private. <laughs> <laughs> but those skills you bring to bear in what you're doing now, you know, it's like compliments, each compliments the other and makes it bigger and makes it better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's happening is that same suite of capabilities is getting rearranged and used differently. Yeah. You know, we were, before we got on, I said to you, we were talking about something and I said, oh, you know, because you're not boring. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, that's what I was, that's what I meant, you know, and that is not to throw shade on people who only do one thing or two things. But in, in the time that we're living now, I think it is so critical to be able to bring, to recognize your skills, things that you've done, and bring them to bear, in, especially in this, what we're doing. Because everybody is so different and everyone needs to be reached. Hmm. And, and I think that you have a way of reaching in different directions, which is pretty cool. Well, thank you. And I, I have slowly through the course of my life, found out what my skill sets are and what makes me unique and different. In the same way that I found out that I don't multitask well, I found out that I also understand creativity and am a creative person and also technology. And it took a long time to realize that that was rare because inside of my skin, they're both you know, connected together. It took you a long time to realize. That. It took me an awfully long time to realize that I could do both. Because I knew people who could do either, you know, one or the other. And I just figured that they were spending their time on that rather than they, they, they didn't have the, the, the mindset to do the other one. Well, that kind of brings to mind, like, one of my favorite things is to back off and look at the big, big picture on things. To really see where you're going. Because... We have the things that we like to do and that, you know, move us, make our hearts sing. And I, and I think that's very important. But to also integrate other things as well that makes your heart sing louder or makes the song in your heart louder for other people to hear. It's, you know, I have this vision that we're not here just for ourselves. We're here for other people to reach other people in different ways. And um, in, in this space, spiritually, and but even in spiritually people are so so different and so it it's great to be able to do so many things you know to recognize that you could do those two things together because there's some people that are if you did just did one you'd be missing a whole lot of other people 
Yeah, and I now I find myself in ministry and also being very comfortable with technology. And that's a really rare combination, it turns out. There are a lot of ministers who say, I don't, I don't understand the technology. I don't, wanna, I don't have anything to do with it. I can't figure it out. And they haven't had to. They've had other people who have helped them or they've struggled. And I have the ability to do both, so now I can help other ministers. That's one of the things mm -hmm. that I'm up to is, mm -hmm. all right, you had to go on to Zoom, and now you have to go hybrid, and then you're going to have to figure out what comes next. And I don't have all the answers, but I sure know how to ask the right questions and figure out what the answers might be. And, you know, here I go. Like, that's a mindset thing. You have the other person that you're reaching out to needs to know that this is an important thing. You know, you need to be open to newness and new ideas and fresh ideas. Uh, if God has a plan, certainly it includes all the new things that were born in our consciousness now, you know, in our, in our lifetime. We, back in the 50s, and that's when I used to watch TV, so you know, <laughs> that's my point of reference where you have, um, you know, what, what's those shows where they, um, anyway, those Ozzy and Harriet and mm -hmm. um, the Cleavers and all of that. That's nice. And it did not include technology and the Internet, but it wasn't necessary, you know. But now these things are here. People have evolved and you evolve with it. And you need people that are willing to take that open-minded perspective and say, yeah, I want to try to learn this. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck with just, you know, the old crowd. Yeah, well, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And the, the, the whole idea behind New Thought, New Thought is not new. New Thought mm -hmm. has been around for an awfully long time. New Thought is about the thought itself. Mm -hmm. Because if you continue thinking the same old thoughts, you will continue having the same old experiences. And with a New Thought, we open ourselves up to the possibility of a new experience. doesn't guarantee it, but it opens up the possibility. And that actually brings me to the second thing that I think is really important about God's plan. Because I have this unique set of gifts and skills and talents, and by the way, I'm not bragging on myself, everybody has a unique set of gifts and skills and talents. Uh, there are people who do some stuff so much better than me that if we were to ever compare notes, it's like, Bill doesn't do that at all. And that's fine, because that's not in my wheelhouse. God's plan is for me to have that unique set of gifts, skills, and talents. And my opportunity is to discover what it is and how to use it. Mm -hmm. And that's where we can turn to what we think of as God's plan, is to understand what those gifts are. What is it that I'm bringing to the table? What is it that I have? What, what resource is already available? And how do I best use that? Mm -hmm. How do I share myself with the world? And... You know, we can think of that as, you know, really pious. Oh, I, I just want to make the world a better place. Well, I can share my gifts and skills and talents in a way that's going to invent something that's going to make me fabulously wealthy or hugely famous. And that's okay, too, because the people who are on stage singing, who are selling out concert arenas, they're sharing their gifts, whether it's to write the song or perform the song or the charisma to draw the audience together. They're sharing their gifts in a way that's being really well-received and appreciated and compensated. And that's okay too. There's a saying that it, it took an awful lot of money to keep Mother Teresa poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we are, if there is an overall big plan, whatever, we play such an enormously important part in it. I think we have to think of it that way. You know, for those who want to hold on to the fact that God has a plan, you you got to get right in there or whatever plan there may be. Yours or God's, it's not going to work, right? Unless you get in there and give it all you've got. Yep, you got to get in and execute on it. And we've all had the experience of working in, in some kind of a workplace where there are either two people or a bunch of different people that are all doing a very similar job. And some of them excel at the job and they bring joy to it and they su- they're successful completion and they're helping their coworkers and they're, they're just a bright light. And another person who's doing the same job is struggling and failing miserably and has a bad attitude and is dragging the rest of the team down and you know, one problem after another. Yes. But not a good fit. <laughs> one of them does not fit there. And it's not that they're a bad person or they're not worthy. It's just they're not in a place where they can use their gifts and resources in a way that's going to bring success to them and to the workplace. So then, you know, and that's about choice and taking responsibility. Yeah, they can stay there and complain or they can find a different job. Yeah, which is all such a big subject. Like it's a whole nother thing, taking responsibility and you know, digging in your belief systems that see why you don't, you know, this is a whole nother thing, but (laughs) (laughs) so then God's plan, I got to make sure I got this right. Okay. Okay. So God's plan is that we are here and that we use every gift and skill, no matter what it is in whatever direction. Right, to make things of benefit for yourself, yes, and for everybody else around you. Is that fair to say? I think you gave the plan a little more credit than it's due. God's plan, I believe, is that we are here with a unique blend of gifts, skills, talents, abilities, and so forth. And then that's where the free will and the co-creation comes in. I can take the fact that I have the wisdom and the knowledge to create cold fusion or cure cancer or end homelessness and use those gifts and skills and talents to do one of those things or all of those things. Or Mm -hmm. I can, you know, be homeless and surf on my friend's couches and not do anything. It is completely my choice what I do with the gifts and skills and talents. Mm -hmm. God gave them to me, but I get to choose how to use them. That part, okay. of the, that part of the plan has been delegated. So. <laughs> <laughs> Each of us. Yeah, okay. So you got whatever you got. <laughs> use it however you want to use it. Right? Exactly. exactly. Okay. Okay. And God loves us so much that God doesn't care what we do with it. <laughs> it, is the, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You don't have to use the kingdom. You don't have to accept the kingdom. You don't have to. You don't even have to notice that you have it. It's the Father's good pleasure to give it to you. That's where it ends. You <laughs> <laughs> listen. I have. I got this quick story. It's so. It's so crazy. It's like kind of stupid, but it's cute. Like I used to tell myself that when you're coming to Earth on your birthday or whatever, you know, like there's this long line of people because we know everybody. There's tons of people born on the same day. 
and you got to stop off at different places to pick up stuff. You know, you got to pick up your gift here. You got to pick up this skill there. Where you pick up your, all your stuff. And the last place you, just before you come, is the warm fuzzy place. Pick up your warm fuzzies. And when I got there, you know, I tease and say I was late. <laughs> so, when I, <laughs> so when I got there, was only three left. And I always smile when I think of this. Like God looked at me and said, well, look, Carol, I only got three. Here, take these. Do the best you can with it. You'll be all right. <laughs> and there are times when I get in or have gotten in tight spots where I thought that it would be nice to have more fu warm fuzzies to call on. Like, you're not being warm and fuzzy here. Maybe you need to be. Mm -hmm. But I only got three. Uh, my kids got those. I got a piece of them left. <laughs> God. God wants to say, listen, she, she'll figure it out. She's smart enough to figure out how to make this work. So, yeah. yeah. He, okay. God, well, and it wasn't God's you. plan for your day. God didn't run out of warm fuzzies. That was just, <laughs> that just did not go into your particular palate. Well, on June the 9th, the, the allotment for warm fuzzies was gone. <laughs> 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 he had to get a new bunch for June 10th. <laughs> Okay, so All right. now we're visualizing the infinite divine supply chains, but I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> I didn't, listen, I'm not that deep. I didn't think about supply chains, but that's, I mean, I'm telling you what I used to think all my life. But okay. you're saying that I'm saying, saying if, God, if God runs, runs out of them on June 9th, then where's the June 10th supply coming from? He's got to go, they got to go whip up some more. Okay. I don't know. I think an infinite, an infinite intelligence is going to be able to predict how many warm fuzzies might be necessary on a particular day Yeah, to yeah. a greater degree than that. But I don't want to undermine your whole story because it's a whole lifetime's worth. Man, well, I, you know, I forgot to talk. I, I didn't think about that part of it. Like, I was trying to make up reasons why I don't have these warm fuzzies. That's all. But, okay. yeah, I like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that could be it. And it could just be because that's your unique combination of gifts, skills, talents, abilities, and fuzzies. Uh, that makes got. me feel... And you get to work with it. I feel better about it then, okay. All right, let's take a break and we will come back and do a prayer. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. 
And we're going to do a practical prayer? Yep, we're going to do a practical prayer. We've been talking about God's plan for us or our ability to co-create our lives. And so this prayer is going to be about co-creating God's plan. I like that. You like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's a both and. What we're going to do is we are going to let that infinite intelligence that knows everything inform us about what our unique gifts and skills and talents are and what that next step in our life could be. We are free to take it or not. But when the guidance shows up, when the awareness of this is what I'm bringing to the table is made clear to us, there's a lot of freedom and flexibility in what we're going to do next. There's a lot of uplift and a lot of power in that. Mm-hmm. So that's going to that's going to be the prayer. Okay. So noticing all of the stuff that's going on in our lives around us and all of the details, the specifics and the particulars, they're all very real. That's those are our guideposts. Those are the, the the things that tell us where we are in our lives. All very important and relevant and let's go ahead and close our eyes to those so we can turn to the bigger picture, to that infinite creative power, that divine source of everything, that one that shares itself through and as and in all of its creation. Everything is God's divine love taking form in its own specific and particular way. Each one within the sound of my voice is a unique combination of gifts, skills, talents, abilities, perspectives, and insights. Everything that we are is that divine presence shared in a unique way that's showing up as me, that's showing up as each of us. And so what we can do is, since that's the truth of us, since we are each that combination of attributes, we can set the intention, the invitation, the opening to more fully and deeply and clearly understanding exactly what those gifts are. What is it that I am bringing to the world? What is that unique combination that I have? What's been in my awareness of the truth of who I am? And I'm speaking this in the first person. I invite everybody to take it for themselves also in the first person. What's the truth of who I am? What are the gifts that I have been given? What unique combination of abilities and skills do I have that allow me to share in a more joyous, wonderful, loving, uplifting way with the world? What are the ways that I can be open to bringing more love and vitality and creativity and prosperity and spiritual depth into my life and the world around me? I open myself to that insight and to that guidance and to that awareness. And I know the same thing is going on for each one within the sound of my voice. Those ideas, those insights, those knowings are taking root. They're making themselves clear and obvious. They're providing that wisdom and insight about just exactly what's mine and how it is that I can share that and use that and work with that and bring more and more and more of whatever it is that I call good into the world. I know that those insights are unfolding now for each of us. There's nothing that stands in the way of this. This is God's gift. This is how the divine shares and reveals and expresses itself. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the clarity, for the wisdom, for the insight. I'm grateful for the gifts. I'm grateful for the wonderful ways that they're being used. 
I'm grateful for the wonderful stories about transformation and how this new insight, this new awareness is bringing newness and goodness into our lives and into the world. And with gratitude for this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law. The one that has always said yes. The one that has been creating since the very beginning of time. I let this loose into that creative law and it is already saying yes. This good is already underway. And so it is. And so it is. That was great. I like that one. I do too. You know, I feel very selfish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be okay now, believe me, but I'm feeling really selfish like that one was just for me. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.